Hey, everybody. Welcome to Long Story Short, the podcast. I'm Megan. I'm Wendy. And today's episode, it's almost summer, and we're talking summer and money, summer budgeting, ideas to get you through the summer without going broke. Before we get to that, there's lots to do. Let's talk about where you can find us outside of the podcast, of course, on Instagram and TikTok. And I want to say, Wendy, I don't know if you noticed, but in our TikTok follows, I saw some of our favorite people start following us on TikTok and I recognize their names and welcome. Like who? Like Lori, like Catherine, like Jessica... This feels very much like uh, Mr. Rogers episode where you're like, and you know, where he's looking through the mirror or I don't know. That was a long time ago. I see Wendy. (laughs) Well, that's exciting news. It was. So well done with that call to action there. People like your content over there. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, look, it's, it's not like I've locked you out of the TikTok account. I know. I just can't. I, I am like stumped by TikTok. I like looking at it. I can't create anything for it you're overthinking it i know i know hey we have a facebook group long story shorties we would love to hear from you in there join us join the conversation yeah i mean it's a small tiny community let's let's make it grow let's let's do something triple in size by august 2022 can you do it okay we'll see (laughs) <laughs> you can always email us at Megan and Wendy at gmail.com. And I got to tell you, I actually logged on to our email this weekend in preparation for this episode. Did you? And we didn't have any emails. Correct. So guys, Megan and Wendy at gmail.com. Wendy started this week and she started it with a bang. Dude, from the final destination files. Do we need to talk about monkeypox? So I did a tiny bit of research prior to starting this. I didn't. And here's what I can tell you about monkeypox. One, it is in the smallpox family, but less severe. It is a milder disease. Most people are fully over it within two to four weeks. It is not as contagious as something like COVID. Okay. And a lot of the articles were like, monkeypox, should you be worried? And the end result is we don't know a lot. What's interesting about monkeypox right now is it is spreading in a different way than it has before. It's spreading outside of the communities where it typically spreads. Mm-hmm. And so that's what they're trying to figure out. But the end result is what everything I read said, no, we are not looking at a second COVID-19 situation, mm-hmm. but it is something that scientists need to be aware of. And of course, if you are aware of someone with a monkeypox infection, you should limit your exposure to that person. Well, how do you even know? Is it visible? Yes. I mean, I Googled, I saw some images, but if I saw somebody with some monkeypox like that, I would be like, we're going to have to take a break for a bit. But I think it's a good public health behavior that if you have an infectious disease, yeah, stay home. That you stay home <laughs> and that you inform people if they have been. Uh, Look, when when my kids were little and we got lice in our house because yes, we got lice in our house. Uh-huh. I had to make that phone call. I had to call the preschool. I had to call the friends at the play date. You just have to share this information. Nobody's excited to be like, my kid has lice, but that's the responsible thing to do. If you have monkeypox, please do the right thing. I mean, are there cases here in California? Not that I'm aware of. I'm just, it takes me back to like January, 2020. I remember you and I went to the mall because I was in the market for some new drinkware. Do you oh, yes, think? yes, yes. And we were talking about like, hmm, have you heard about this coronavirus thing? <laughs> like, you know, because it hadn't hit really here. Yes. And are we having this deja vu conversation again? Do you recall two months later, it was your birthday, maybe two days after your birthday, and we went out to breakfast and then we went and got pedicures and we mm-hmm. were the only people in the nail place and I was like, is, 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 is this, this happening? <laughs> like, should we be here? I remember you also gave me uh, econo-sized Lysol wipes or something. Clorox wipes, Clorox I did. Wipes, yeah. that I That I bought simply out of peer pressure when I went to Costco because I went to Costco February 28th, 2020, and the parking lot was like the week before Christmas. 
and people were walking out with carts full of nothing but toilet paper, bottled water, and Clorox wipes. The bottled water thing still I do not understand. Mm -hmm, But I was walking through the store, and I was actually looking for toilet paper, not to hoard it, but because we were genuinely out of it, and they, of course, didn't have any, but every single person was putting Clorox wipes in their cart, and so I did too. We don't even typically use Clorox wipes. (laughs) But I was like, well, it took me two years to get through those four containers and I gave one to you. So three containers of Clorox wipes. I am going to go out on a limb without a public health degree or any sort of actual information and say that I am not as worried about monkeypox as I am about COVID, but it does feel like just one more thing to add to the list. I'm telling you final destination. Um, Speaking of terrible things. Well, you know, racism is alive and well in my community. In, like, the most disgusting way possible. Awful. And I don't know if it made nationwide news. I didn't. I have never seen it. But I also don't watch the news. The local news covered it here, but I did also see it on my Yahoo front page. Yes, I use Yahoo, guys. When we get down to it, it was just terrible. And I will summarize what happened here. Last week, the local high school in my neighborhood where I know a lot of kids who will be starting there next year. They did a promposal, Mm -hmm. you know, those big, uh, those make me uncomfortable as they are. Well, the boy had written on the poster, it said, and I'm paraphrasing, but it was like, if you don't go to prom with me, you'll take my breath away. And then had a photo of George Floyd and the BLM, like Black Fist, Here's what I don't... Did did no adult in his life see this as it was being created? Seriously. And if they did, what the hell is wrong with these right. people? So, you know, like, the girl took a picture with the boy, like, and they're holding the sign up. She has since, like, apologized for it and said it was, like, uh, you know, just in the moment. But apparently she has since come out and, like, apologized for it and apparently is biracial. So, like, one of her or both of her parents were, like, WTF on this. You know, the school board has now said something and there's been all this outrage and like you can only imagine the local Facebook groups are Uh going off about this. I have left those Facebook groups because I find that they're super toxic. Yes. But my husband is the one who actually saw it in the Facebook group first and then told me about Mm -hmm, it. mm -hmm. And prom was this weekend. So I don't know... If they were allowed to go or not, I don't know. Oh, I don't know. That's if the, interesting. If the school said, "Well, now you can't go," I don't know why they wouldn't let them go. Well, I do know why they wouldn't let, especially him. I think incidents of blatant racism should have a consequence. I, I agree too, but don't you see? Can't you see? Like, well, it didn't happen at school, so we can't really. I mean, I agree with you. I don't think he should have been able to go either. It's a school. It's in relation to a school related event. I think. Uh, yeah. Okay. Well, let me tell you, this is not the first incident of racism at this high school either. A couple years ago, there was a football game against another high school, a Santa Ana high school, which mm-hmm. was predominantly Hispanic. And I think at that football game, they they were yelling racial Yes. Insults. I can't remember specifically what happened, but my husband made a point to me as we were talking about this because I was like, oh, my God, this is in terrible taste and awful, blah, you know, going off. And he's like, Wendy, these are our neighbors, yeah. like not literally, but yeah. these are our neighbors. We live in the same city as these people. Like that's kind of like freaking me out. Well, yeah. Orange County is not necessarily known as a bastion of diversity and inclusivity. Right. I do think there are pockets of it. And I, that's a tough thing because when you, I know plenty of people who live in places where their community is not progressive Mm -hmm. and where they are. And I, I think there's something to be said for being the change and being the stone in the river that changes the path, however small and raising children who think differently. And, but I do think it exists everywhere, but it is 
shocking when it happens in your community. I, I don't know what the answer is Ugh. here. You want to complain about something else? Yeah. Can we talk about the prices at Old Navy? <laughs> Let's. I was in Old Navy last week. Look, I'm an Old Navy girl. I love Old Navy. Old lady. It's, just kidding. Me too. <laughs> And I have liked them for a long time. Me too. And I think they've come a long way. But what I don't like is I think their prices are bananas. Give me an example. I took a picture of a shirt last week, a pajama shirt, that was $45 for the shirt. If you wanted the full pair of pajamas, you're paying $90. Excuse me, Old Navy, you are not Nordstrom. Uh, Even Gap. You know what I mean? That's what I'm saying. I was just looking at Gap this morning, and Old Navy prices are on par, and in some cases higher. That doesn't make any sense, because when Old Navy first emerged, it was like the more affordable sister to Gap, right? Now, why are their prices similar? I don't understand it. And the thing about Old Navy that's not going to stop me from shopping there, because there are things that I like about it, but... I feel like you have to play a bit of a game when you're shopping at Old Navy. Okay. You know that you shouldn't really buy things there full price. Mm -hmm. But the way their sales work is, oh, 40% off everything in the store except this seven categories of things. Mm -hmm. Or shorts, 50% off today. And then the next week, it's tank tops, $8. I was in store last week because I specifically wanted a new jean jacket that I did pay full price for, but... I went there. I wanted it. I didn't want to play the game. Mm-hmm. But they also had my favorite Lux tank tops there that were $8 and they're normally like $18 to $20. Oh. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to buy five of these for the summer because I had two last year that I loved and I know I'll wear them all summer long. Mm-hmm. But then you got to play that game because I was like, I'm not going to buy anything else. I'm not paying full price for this stuff. Mm-hmm. It's not worth $55 for a sundress at Old Navy. I agree. I'm waiting till that thing's $20. And if Target can maintain those prices. Yeah. I know that inflation is happening. I know everything's more expensive, but I feel like Old Navy is off the rails. So do you think it's best to like open your old Navy emails on the daily or check out their website to see like what's on sale if you have your eye on something? That's unfortunately probably the way you have to play the game. Now, Mm -hmm. a lot of their sales are online only. Mm -hmm. And if you don't want to spend to the $50 threshold to get free shipping, do you get free shipping with a card always? I don't remember. You can order online and pick up in store and you will get the online price if your local oh. store has that item in stock. Oh. So I've done that. I actually did that last week. And that's the reason I was in Old Navy because they had their bike shorts were on sale mm-hmm. for $8. And so I ordered two pairs for the summer because they're normally $20, which is not outrageous but you know yeah well if eight you bucks them for eight because you know the <laughs> margins on that they probably made them for a dollar a piece so, yes you know so i was like i want them for eight dollars so i ordered them online they had them in my store i went to pick them up and then of course i spent another a hundred dollars remember when they came out and i i don't remember if it was earlier this year it must have been last year sometime the size inclusivity yeah where you Basically, they wanted to change the model where they would have all sizes available in store, Mm -hmm. right? Because if you wanted something in a larger size, typically you would have to get it online only. Right. Well, an article came out in the Wall Street Journal recently that said that that model has backfired for them Mm. because people are not finding their mid-range sizes Mm -hmm. usually there'll be like an extra extra small available and then like upwards of like size 16 like Mm -hmm. nothing in the you know in that mid-range and so i guess like the article stated like there was quotes from women who were like i wear size six and i can't find my size in store and i was like well now you understand right for all these other people who could never get their size in store But that aside, yeah, it's a problem for them right now, I guess. And I think they're trying to figure out if they're going to continue that model. I hope they figure it out and I hope they continue it because it's frustrating to walk in a store and for them to not carry your size. And it's fine if it's one thing, Mm -hmm. but if every single thing they don't carry, how are you supposed to, having to order everything online and wait for it to come and try it on is not a fun way to shop. I mean, sometimes it's my my preferred way. Well, but sometimes you want to be able to come home with something. And sometimes you don't necessarily have the time. And sometimes returning clothes is a giant hassle. Yeah. 
I hope they figure it out. I hope they figure out what they need to order to make it work in their stores. And I think maybe they need to do some better marketing so that people are aware that these sizes are available in store and they do not need to order them online Mm -hmm. so that they're not left with a glut of sizes that they're not selling in stores. Right. So I think that's what the problem is, is that they have like all these, like I told you, they're sold out in like the mid-range sizes and then they're left with all these other sizes and then they have to be like deeply discounted and, and it's like too much inventory they have on hand and so on and so forth. And I like that on their website, you have the option of seeing different size models in the clothing because it makes such a difference. I like it too. I actually wish that Target would adopt adopt this Mm -hmm. kind of model because they have their plus size line, the Avon Viv. But it's like they have universal thread online in extended sizes. Like have those in store too. Yeah. And have a model in those clothes, in that clothing, not just the size two model. Walmart does this online, but it's computer generated. So it just kind of like mocks up and it's, it's comical. I mean, it is (laughs) so bad. And these poor women whose faces are on these bodies have not, they're not actually wearing the clothes and they've just kind of stretched the image. And it's very obvious in many ways. So don't do that target. Oh boy. Oh boy. Okay, well, let's talk about something fun before we transition. Okay. I went to a costume party yesterday, and do you know how much I love costumes? Zero percent. That's correct. But (laughs) my friend Erin loves a theme, Mm -hmm. and she has thrown many themed parties. She's had Downton Abbey parties in the past, and I have dressed up for her, and I dressed up for her Downton Abbey cocktail party then movie yesterday so fun it was very fun and i everybody everybody was in costume that makes it better yeah they had hired the jazz band from the local performing arts high school to play at the party yes it was very cool and they had signature cocktails and mocktails they gave us each a printed menu when we came in and i brought it home because the mocktail was so good what was it it was blackberry and mint and seltzer water i don't know where you get blackberry juice maybe they made it i have to ask i will report back yeah with a sugared rim i was like this was so good i would blackberry and seltzer water and mint i drink that all summer long yeah that sounds amazing and then we went to my first movie in two and a half years um did you eat popcorn and drink a coke bought a giant popcorn and I ordered a small Coke, mm-hmm. and it's the size of my head. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, I can't believe this is the small. And my friend Caroline was like, well, it's only a dollar more for the large. I'm like, that's not my point. I don't need a vat of soda. I can't, like, what has happened where just, this is a small? They're just giving you a two liter of soda. Seriously, yeah. with a straw. But yes, we had, it was delightful. Movie theater popcorn, and they had rented out the entire theater. So it was just our group in our costumes. I did get a little embarrassed walking into the theater, like, through the promenade where everyone's sitting outside how busy was the theater though oh well this theater faces multiple restaurants with outdoor seating the theater itself was empty Mm -hmm. there was like nobody else there but us Mm -hmm. even in the concession area but the outdoor seating area was full i think people who see that go that's fun a group of women were like i love that so i didn't feel like they were making fun of us no they were like are you going to downtown abbey that's and i wouldn't be making fun. I think would think I would love that somebody's into it. Yeah. But when it's me, I got a little embarrassed. Yeah. But but and then the movie theater manager was like, Can I take a picture of you guys? Our boss will love this. How cute. So that was that that was nice. You guys this morning I asked her, I said, How was your Bridgerton party? And she was like, Down Abbey. I didn't say it like that. You should have seen Wendy's face she just made right now. That's not how I talk. I know all these shows are the same. Are those even the same time period? Bridgerton is a different time period. Yeah, see, I don't know. I can't get into it. I'm sorry. If You, you guys... should watch season one Bridgerton and then you'll eat your words. But don't watch season two Bridgerton. Because I... it's boring. That's the end of the Bridgerton Downton Abbey Files. We're going to take a quick break and come right back and talk summer budgeting. Welcome back. And it is time to talk summer budgeting. And I don't want this to stress you out. In fact, exactly the opposite. That's the whole point of doing this now so that you don't have to be stressed all summer. Mm-hmm. First of all, I would like to say I'm not a budgeting expert, but I am someone <laughs> who has lived 
with a budget, like we have an actual budget mm-hmm. for the 16 and a half years I've been married. Mm-hmm. So that's that's my quote expertise. Okay, so you don't make a special budget for summer typically. No, but you stay true to your regular like month to month budget. Yes. Okay, now do you find that harder to do in the summertime, especially because like there's more, not more, but people to feed? Yes. So the way summer works for us, my husband doesn't get paid in the summer. He's a teacher. And so we save all year for the summer. And so I pad the summer budget just a little bit. So I take our monthly budget Mm -hmm. and I multiply it times two because we don't get paid for two months. And then I divide that by 10 and then I add a little bit extra. So there's a little bit extra because summer is more expensive. Mm -hmm. I do find that it's easy to spend a lot more. Mm -hmm. And so that's how we pad our summer budget a little bit. Obviously, it's too late to start planning for this sort of thing. Yeah. But to toss a little bit of extra money into a savings account every month, you know, starting in September so that you have a little bit of extra summer 2023. Hey, okay. I have a question for you, though, as you're talking. Because you guys take vacations during the, during the summer. Mm-hmm. Is your vacation travel costs included in your summer budget or is that totally separate Mm -hmm. okay um now what if something like came up like spur of the moment like hey um let's run off to arizona for the weekend or something like that now where would that money come from so that would come from savings okay i'll talk in a minute about how we save but that would come from savings that we have specifically for travel and things like that okay so it wouldn't come typically like from your regular whatever you had set a lot no because for us so the way our monthly budget works and everybody's different but the way our monthly budget works is our budget is to cover normal monthly expenses Mm -hmm. grocery gas all the bills we pay every month food fun things like going to the movies and going out to dinner but not like major expenses and any major purchase we make like travel or something for the house or paying for summer camps or whatever Mm -hmm. that all comes from savings okay and we put it into savings specifically so it's there when we need sure now do you ever limit what you want to take out of savings like you're like well i'm not comfortable paying another 300 taking another 300 dollars out of savings yeah all the time camp or something you know something that comes up all the time okay so you do limit yourself on what you take out from savings yeah so like at the end of the month every month we're working on you know the bare bones in our checking account and Mm -hmm. it always stresses me out because like i've paid all the bills and it's like all that's left is what is left to buy like groceries and sometimes that last grocery trip of the month i'm like well i can't just go willy-nilly because i only have a certain amount of money left Mm -hmm. i don't actually only have a certain amount of money left but the whole point of us using that budget is that we're not constantly, constantly pulling from savings. Like the savings is supposed to grow. Right. It's not actually a hardship to be like, don't buy dumb stuff at the grocery store this week. Just Mm -hmm. buy the essentials. Mm -hmm. Even though sometimes my brain gets that scarcity mentality and I get panicked. Mm -hmm. Even then like, if we needed it, we could get it. But we don't need to buy the stuff we don't need all the time. Right. So when we were first married, we had multiple savings accounts. So Mm -hmm. we would have like, we were saving for vacation and we were saving for Christmas shopping and we were saving for... The bills that we don't pay every month, like insurance and those things. And we were saving for just saving for the future. And now it's all in one place just because mentally we can look at it and we'll go, well, this is how much I want to have left at the end of the year. So we're comfortable spending this on vacation and this on camps. It's a little more free flowing now that we've done it for so long. Oh, well, I'm sure. I can't imagine too, like that would be kind of a bummer if you had all these savings accounts and I'm sure you're paying like fees every month too, or every year for... No, those were all, we were not. Free? Like free savings accounts? Dude, get a credit union. Oh, okay. There. When do you assess your wants and your needs for summer? When when do you plan that? Because earlier you said it, oh, it's kind of too late to like start budgeting for summer. Right. So when does that come into play for you guys? I would say for the most part, it almost happens on the fly, Mm -hmm. but I think it's helpful to maybe sit down and be like, hey, we have this amount of money for fun money. What do we want to do so we can space that out? Yeah, for sure. Like, what do we want to be able to do? I want to be able to order pizza every Friday night. Mm -hmm. I want to be able to throw a backyard barbecue for our neighbors. I want to, whatever it is, what do you want to be able to do and plug it in Mm -hmm. 
write those down with your family or with your partner. So you do that on monthly then? We do that on kind of on the fly, mostly because we've been doing it for so long that it's easy for me to mentally know like, hey, I know we can do this because we've got these other things. Mm -hmm. But I would say if you're brand new to trying to keep your budget in check in the summer, sit down and look at your summer and all the things you want to do. Because it's easy to have those things running in the background and then you come up and you're like, well, it's Friday. I want to order pizza. Does that actually work? Yeah. Figure out where all of those things fit. Okay. Do your summer plans typically involve like prioritizing savings or debt payoff? As far as budgeting goes, our budget prioritizes savings. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't, other than our mortgage, carry any other debt mm-hmm. at this time. So... Our savings, we get paid at the beginning of the month, and we immediately, off the top of that, mm-hmm. dump a certain amount into our savings account. And what's left is what we're going to spend over the course of the month. Because I know me, if it's sitting in my checking account, that looks like money that I can spend. Mm-hmm. And so if I leave it there, we're going to spend it. We're going to find a way to use it. And if it's out of sight, out of mind, in my savings account, that's much easier for me to prioritize keeping it there because I can't see it. I- I'm... I'm like blown away by this concept. <laughs> do you do you ever get towards like the end of the month, like you said, like uh, with like grocery shopping or whatever it might be, like just getting the essentials? But do you ever just go like, look, I really want to go out to dinner, and we only have X amount left in our budget for this month. I'm gonna pull out another like hundred bucks from savings. Just no, to never, cover that. never, ever. So, do you feel like you deny yourself? Like, not food, obviously, but, like, experiences or enjoyment because of that? It does. Well, I think it can feel like that. But ultimately, it comes down to, like, what is the priority? So I say never, rarely. Mostly because, for me, does that $100 make a big difference? Probably not. Mm -hmm. But if we do it every month, if if $100 becomes $500, if... The goal is to have that savings and to have it be there and to make it last for a really long time. And um, there becomes less of a point of putting it in there if we're not being true to the budget. So, yeah, sometimes the last week of the month, I'm like, yeah, we're not going to dinner. Or the kids are like, can we order pizza? And we say no. Do you ever reevaluate the budget for you guys and just say, like, every month we feel like we're, like, bare bone in it? That did not come out. I heard it. I wanted it to come out. (laughs) But, you know, you feel like you're not, you're just getting, not getting by because, like, it's so funny to, like, to, I'm not trying to paint a picture of you guys, like, turn off all the lights in the house because, you know what I mean. Yes. Um, But do you ever reevaluate the budget because you're like, God, we're, like, not having fun at the end of the month at all. So let me now take a couple bucks from savings and reevaluate the budget. Like how much we're transferring. Yeah. Um, yeah, We will, especially if like our income changes and we'll evaluate, you know, our expenses went up. We put in the pool. Now mm-hmm. our electric bill is higher and our gas bill is higher and we pay for a pool guy. And so all of a sudden there's right. like $200 a month that we weren't paying before. Right. So then we reevaluate things like that. So we will look at it. But then also I need to look at like, Am I, because I tend to get like, oh, look, we just got paid. We have all of this money. Mm-hmm. And so I get real excited at the beginning of the month. So some of it needs to be like, well, do we need to reevaluate the budget or do I need to reevaluate my spending mm-hmm. and, you know, spread it out more over the course of the month? Okay. So I have another question. We were talking at the top of the show about how you went to Old Navy and bought a denim jacket, mm-hmm. right? Now, was that budgeted for? Well, that I actually bought with like, gift cards gift gift money (laughs) okay all right so then how do you guys factor in like clothing and shoes and stuff like that you know things that come up that you need them it's factored into mostly our monthly there's like extra money for necessities but then in the summer everybody needs new shoes right Right. like we're going back to school the kids need new shoes my husband buys new shoes for work and there'll be a day where we go by like $400 in shoes for everybody. Yeah. And there's typically not $400 extra in the monthly budget. Right. So that needs to just come from somewhere else. And that's one of those, well, we've been saving for this. Got it. Okay. But that's also why I'm not going to just go 
regardless of how much money is in our savings account, I'm not just going to run to Old Navy and buy the $90 pajamas Mm -hmm. because it's not in the budget. Got it. I got to tell you, I hate saying that. Like, oh, I can't spend that right now. Oh, I can't buy that right now. Because I did not grow up with like a great concept of money. Mm -hmm. And I went to college and I had our meal plan money like you could spend it in the bookstore and you could spend it at Domino's and mm-hmm. so like my roommate and I would just go buy a bunch of dumb shit in the bookstore and I just didn't even like think it through mm-hmm. so now it doesn't come necessarily naturally to me right well that's an interesting point does your husband have a did he grow up with a similar budget or was this a totally new concept for the both of you when you got together he's a he's a planner and he's a saver mm-hmm. he's just frugal to his core mm-hmm. and he is like if it costs more than 20 dollars, i don't want it i don't know where you're getting 20 dollars jeans dude <laughs> not at old navy not <laughs> at old navy no this is so like off of our plan here, but I just have all these questions. Do you think your kids have a better understanding of money and budget because of the budget you guys live with? Or do you think they fall more like you as a college student? Oh, I think they have more of an understanding. And I, that's a funny line to walk with me because sometimes the kids will be like, can we order pizza? And I'll say like, oh no, not tonight. And I don't want to put them in a position where they're like afraid, like, oh, do we not have enough money? Mm -hmm. Because my children live a very nice life. Not being able to pick up dinner on the way home one night doesn't negate that. But I also want them to be aware of like, hey, we need to make this last the entire month and this is how we do it. And another way we do that with my kids is whenever they have money from like birthday money or sometimes they earn money around the house, instead of them keeping all of that money in their wallets, like we keep their money for them mm-hmm. and they have little paper check registers that they have their oh my balance that they keep wow and so when they need money they withdraw it and we give it to them like the bank of mom and dad kids need cash mm-hmm. i know we need to go the card route with my teenager soon but I think it has helped them to look at like, this is how much money I have and this is how much money I'm taking out to go do this activity and this is how much I have left. And my son wanted to buy something that was expensive that he technically had the money for. And we said, okay, but you can't buy that until you have a little bit of a cushion. I'm not letting you spend every single dollar that you have because then what happens when you want to go do X, Y, and Z, which I'm not saying we wouldn't give him money to go out with his friends, but I still want him to have the awareness, like you can't spend every single dollar you have. Every cent. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm happy to, you want to do some extra jobs and I'll pay you for that to build up that cushion. Fine. But you need to have something left after you've spent this money. Now, one more question and we will move on. I promise. What about, I know you had mentioned that your son is getting close to possibly getting his, a job. Yeah, probably next year. Do you, how, how will you allow him to manage his money? Whatever he makes, he can spend, or are you guys going to hold on to it? We're a year away from him driving (laughs) and I need to figure out who pays for his gas. And if he has a job, is he responsible for some of that? Mm -hmm. I don't know, but I would like him to be saving something. I would like them to get in the habit of not spending every dollar you make the second you make it. Yeah, I think that's the mentality of my 14-year-old is like whatever money she has, she like spends Mm. to the last cent, Mm -hmm. you know. Okay, let's talk about some some actual, not that what you were explaining wasn't informational. But let's make it summer specific. Let's make it summer specific, yes. I saw this tip that I thought was really interesting and it said like break up your expenses um, into different months to avoid overspending. So like where you would like sit down and let's say the end of May and say, okay, June, July, and August, you know, what's our like must have spends, whatever. And then you would like plan for some nights out. So say like you plan for one night out in June, but you can't really afford a night out in July. So then you find like an activity or something that is, affordable or free instead and therefore you have kind of an overall umbrella idea of like what your summer is going to look like in terms of like spending rather than week to week yeah even day to day Mm -hmm. you know I just think it's 
important to plan. If you have kids, there are so many great either free or very inexpensive things to do with them to keep them busy. Regal does their summer movies that are like $2 movies, which is a great way to kill two hours in the air conditioning. Michael's does camp creativity, which often those are free, but sometimes they're like $5 activities. Mm -hmm. Apple um, hasn't announced their camps as far as I can tell, but those are free. If you can get in, sign up to be notified because those sell out fast because they're free. Your library will likely offer activities your city will probably have like outdoor movie nights or concerts or that are again free or inexpensive and ways to spend time without spending a lot of money and so taking an hour or two to look into those things and making a list so you're not like what are we going to do tonight let's look for something to do you have all of these ideas ready to go so you know what you can do when Mm -hmm. that's not going to cost you a fortune I love like the idea of like a kids eat free. Mm-hmm. If you're going to go out, like if you're going to cut your bill 50% in half, yeah. like go to a kids eat free. Like, I like I can't name anywhere right now that I can get off the top of my head that kids eat free, but I'm sure there's like, yeah, we'll link a website that will show you them. This is not just summer specific, but if you do not do groceries, pickup. Now is a great time to start, not only because going to the grocery store sucks, but because <laughs> this is my one of my number one tips for sticking to a grocery budget because yeah, could I keep track of what I'm spending as I'm walking through the grocery store? Sure, I'm not gonna. It's an extra step. I hate going to the grocery store anyway, but if I'm creating a cart online, I can easily see my total. And then I can be like, wait a minute, I don't want to spend that much money. And then I can easily cut some of those impulse purchases that I added to the cart to get it down to a level that I want it to be. Plus it's super convenient. And it's free, right? They don't charge for like a pickup. Most places do not. I think some places have a minimum. Like mm-hmm. I think Ralph's has a minimum of $35 for it to be free. But when mm-hmm. do I ever go to the grocery store for less than $35? Yeah. Walmart's free. A number of places offer it. Delivery is usually an upcharge, but the pickup is so worth it. And it saves me so much time. And I consistently spend less when I do grocery pickup because I can see exactly what I'm getting. And what I like is... Sometimes I'll start that grocery order at the beginning of the week just to reserve my spot that I want. And then you can like add things to it over the course of the week up until a few hours before Mm -hmm. your pickup. And so if I forget things, I can add into it. That's a really good idea. Now, I have leaned hard on uh, like Instacart over the last couple of years simply because I hate to go to the grocery store. Mm -hmm. But that is very costly. Like yes. it's an upcharge plus you have to tip the person and plus a service fee. Yeah. And it can be real expensive. So I love the idea of like sitting down, like at the beginning of the week and knowing, like just start compiling your mm-hmm. list, you know, a pickup order or whatever. And then it's free to pick up. Yeah. And they load it into your car. Like how hard is it to swing by the store after School pickup. Or yeah. Something. And if you buy the same things regularly, it's just easy to just yeah. re-click, click, click all those yeah. things once you've done it once or twice. Yeah. Uh, do you use any kind of coupons or freebies that come in the mail? Or I'm bad about using physical coupons, but I will go through whatever grocery store. Like Ralph's has an app and you can digitally clip coupons. Oh. So I'll scroll through and just tap, tap, tap all the ones that I want. And often it'll bump up the ones that are things I usually buy to the top of my feed. Oh, cool. And you just add those. And then when you scan your card at the end, it comes right off. I went through a phase years ago where I was way into physical coupons. Mm -hmm. And there was a website called The Grocery Game, which would pair up all of the grocery store coupons with the sales that week. And I would spend so much time. It isn't worth my time anymore. Yeah. But it is definitely worth my time to do the digital coupons. And I do look at the ads because... I will stock up when the box of popsicles is 99 cents Mm -hmm. and buy a bunch of those. And I will stock up on, you know, those pantry staples that I can cereal when it goes on sale because $7 for a box of cereal is ridiculous. Right. So I will, that's another, not a coupon, but just take a glance at your, 
grocery yeah, store ads. Because if you know you're going to eat popsicles all summer long, like uh, buy them when they're 99 cents. If mm-hmm. you can have the freezer space for it, do it. But you don't check out like the mailers that come to your house or anything like that. And I'm talking about like experiences in your yeah. community that maybe you're getting offers from. Like I know some local like fast food restaurants will have like the local amusement park or yeah. whatever. I just think like those opportunities exist out there. And if you just put a little bit of pre-planning and look for them, you can really save some extra money and still have, like still do fun things in the summertime. Yeah. I want to say that I think for a lot of families, the biggest expense in summer is childcare and camps. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And in some ways, there's not a lot of ways you can no spend that unless you're doing some sort of like childcare co-op with friends. Right. But Wendy found a killer tip that we talked recently about how you can use your FSA on super goop sunscreen. Yes. But what else can you use your FSA on? Uh, well, U.S. News reports that it could be used on summer camps and summer childcare, which I don't know for certain if like everybody's is that way but you should definitely look into it if look you have into one. it yeah yeah get that pre-tax savings i don't I actually mean, fully understand how an fsa works because we don't use one so we have one and we put x amount of dollars on it at the beginning of the year it comes like a debit card and oh. then we can use that to pay for prescriptions or- yep you could use it for doctor appointments, co-pays, obviously. Oh, nice. Um, but if you can use it for a summer camp or a child care, like some way, somehow. Yeah. I mean, so cool. Yes. Look into it. Do you ever plan like no spend days? I know in the, in previous years we have tried to do like no spend months. Oh, yeah. But how about like a no spend day in your summer? Where you're just trying to do fun things but not spend any money. Yeah. I mean, I think we do that naturally. Oh, okay. <laughs> you know, I mean, we're like, your activity is going to be like, have your friends over, go swimming. We'll barbecue what's in the house and mm-hmm. have popsicles and make ice cream sandwiches. Especially if you have slightly older kids, it would be fun to get them in on the game of like, hey, find some things for us to do. Mm-hmm. Plan a day with all these free activities. What could we do? Right. I think so too. And especially right now because gas is so expensive. Mm-hmm. And look, we live in Southern California. It's not especially easy to move about our cities. Yeah. We don't live in walkable cities. No, there's nothing like, oh God, I wish. Like that's my, I want to live in a small town where I can walk downtown. Me too. You know what I mean? Do you ever shop like the big Labor Day sales, 4th of July, back to school? This is a time when you can like stock up and all the things that you might need. I think Labor Day is a big sale time for like bigger ticket purchases, like appliances and stuff like that. I think if I were in the market for something like that, I do think that's a good idea. If you have a big ticket purchase, wait for, like you said, the Memorial Day sale, the Labor Day sale, the January just before Super Bowl Sunday sale to buy your new TV. What about back to school? Now, here's my tip with back to school. Here in Southern California, it is hot until the end of the year, yes. basically. And our kids can wear shorts. Yeah. You know, so like if it's the end of summer sales, like at your Old Navy, at your Target, like buy the shorts and that kind of stuff there so they can like wear, they'll, they are quote, new school clothes. Yes. But they can, you save some money purchasing them and then they can wear them until the end of the year practically yes um do you do any kind of back to school sale shopping at all like you said i try and not do a big huge summer clothes shop simply like for going back to school because like you said june through november they're wearing the same thing yeah so it doesn't really make sense to go in august and buy all new shorts and t-shirts that they're right. going to wear. I just uh-huh. wait until after the school year has started. My daughter is going to need a, it is a requirement that she bring a computer to school, a laptop to school for high school. When do, when do Chromebooks and stuff go on sale? Can we find deals on those? I would imagine they'll go back, go on sale in the summer for back to school. I think we're entering a new phase of everyone buying Chromebooks. And mm-hmm. so I don't know what the wave is for that, mm. but I would assume they're going to go on sale for summer. Yeah. I'm but Chromebooks are pretty affordable. She needs a Chromebook, not a laptop. No, she needs a laptop. But here's the deal is she has a nice laptop that I don't want her to take to school because I'm afraid she's going to break it. Can she, she, can she use a Chromebook or she needs a laptop? She needs a laptop, but isn't a Chromebook a laptop? No. A Chromebook is web-based only. Like they can only oh. 
so they can't download programs to it. Oh, you know what? I don't know. I need to look into it. <laughs> Speaking of like high school kids, how do you manage like those kind of expenses? Like when they come up, you know, um, PE clothes, you got to pay for sports. Yeah. So my number one tip for the summer is don't forget August because every single year of going back to school, August sneaks up on us and the back to school expenses can really add up. Like you said, PE uniforms in high school, we ordered yearbooks before school mm-hmm. started. There's the high school offered a dance package so we could yeah. pre-purchase all of their dance tickets, which we didn't do because we didn't know if my kid would want to go. Turns out he did want to go. So we ended up, which was fine. I think it was but like you a paid $10 extra, right? save. Oh. I think one of my friends was like, I think we saved $10. It just gets it out of the way. Mm-hmm. But those things add up while you're spending several hundred extra dollars on each kid every August, and then they need shoes. Do they need a new backpack? Do they need Mm -hmm. a lunchbox? So in your summer planning, it is not too late now to remember August. Yeah, for sure. Put it in your list. You're going to have to spend that money. Don't let it be a surprise. Set it aside or just make a mental note or do whatever it works for your budget. But remember August. Now, I think it was last week we talked about vacation travel. I want to say that I kind of gave you a hard time about finding hotels that have free breakfast. It wasn't so much the free breakfast. It was the cooking in a... Oh, that's what I gave you a hard time about. I don't want to do that. But you know, here I was was thinking about that after the fact. And I was thinking, I don't want to do that either. But Mm -hmm. sometimes it's not a choice. It's not in my vacation budget always to buy three meals out, and it's much more budget-friendly to buy some groceries and make breakfast in the little kitchen that we have or make sandwiches for lunch or, you know, make a few dinners at home. And speaking to that point of, you know, planning for your meals, Mm -hmm. I think one of the number one ways you can save money in the summer is by planning your meals. I mean, year-round. Sure. So that you're planning the groceries that you buy so that you're not throwing away a pile of groceries that you didn't eat. I think we're all guilty of this. Um, We are doing an episode on summer meal planning. We have a blog post coming with a ton of summer meal ideas in my house. I'm just going to tell you right now, we like to keep it real simple. And of course, I'm going to have better ideas than this on our upcoming episode. But one thing we do is we keep a lot of like grillable foods in the freezer and we buy a lot of stuff to throw on the grill, burgers, tons of chicken. And we typically keep a ton of fresh fruit and then vegetables to throw on the grill. And it's like a salad and something grilled and a pile of fruit. And that's a dinner and everyone's happy. And we do that night after night after night in the summer. And we just change it up a little bit. It's like tonight we're roasting potatoes and chicken Mm -hmm. and tomorrow we'll have hamburgers and whatever. And then of course we fill in with like easy, like let's have pasta or something that we can throw in. But Keeping that for us, that works really well because there's always something for dinner to throw on the grill. Hopefully that helped you think a little bit about how to spend your summer money without losing your mind. Let's take a quick break and come right back and talk Megan and Wendy approved. It is time for Megan and Wendy Approved, where we each share something we're using and loving. And you know what I love about today's approved items? What? They are both items we have used for a long, long time. Mm-hmm. What did you bring? I just repurchased this item. Yes. And I had forgotten how much I loved it. It's the Trader Joe's Rose Water Facial Toner. And it's like perfect for this time of year when you need a little spritz spritz in the afternoon just to feel fresher on your face. Uh Um, Now, I've been doing it because my skin feels very dry right now. Mm -hmm. And when I get out of the shower and I still feel kind of dry, I'll spritz it on before I put on like my moisturizer or sunscreen or whatever. It has a... I would say heavy rose scent. So if you're like not into florals at all, this is not for you. But for it's not three, unpleasant. It, no, yeah. I think it's really nice. Yeah. Megan did a video about this, right? Oh, yeah. Many years ago. I will link it in our show notes. It has a bazillion views. And it's just a review of the product. And I don't feel like Trader Joe's always has it. No, I, yeah, they probably cycle it out. It is one of... I would say my top five Trader Joe's beauty products. Yeah, it's great. And it's four bucks. Don't buy it off of Amazon, guys, because it's like $12 there. So no, find someone who lives near a Trader Joe's to get it Mm -hmm. next time they go for you. What do you have? 
Mine are the Armor All Cleaning Wipes. Now, I don't love a cleaning wipe from an environmental standpoint. I don't feel good about it. Okay. I don't buy like, typically, unless I'm in um, COVID peer pressure, I don't buy like a Clorox <laughs> wipe. I don't buy bathroom cleaning wipes. I'm not a wipe person. Yeah. I like reusable things, but these Armor All wipes are so good. They come in several different varieties. They have like a cleaning version, which is my favorite. They have a... Prote- These are for your car, For your right? car, yeah. the interior of your car. They have a protectant version, which leaves that like classic armor all Shine. sheen. Yeah. But the cleaning ones are so good. And my car has light interior. I've decided there's no good color of car interior no. because dark interior shows like every hair and speck of dust and light interior just gets dirty. There was just like kind of a light film all over everything Mm -hmm. because your butts are on there and my kids get in the car and they're dirty from school Mm -hmm. and I wiped down that interior and those wipes were disgusting but it looked good I had adults in my car yesterday which is why I gave my car a little bit of a sponge bath and then if you've never cleaned off your steering wheel oh my you'll be horrified now I have cleaned off my steering wheel but there were many, many years of my life where it didn't occur to me that was a thing that needed to be cleaned. <laughs> and the first time you do it, you'll be like, oh, wow, my steering wheel doesn't look like I thought it did. Oh, boy. They just break down the dirt really easily. They don't leave a film. You can use them on your dash. I use them on my seats. I use them on the door panels and the backs of the seats because my kids kick them all day long. Mm-hmm. And I've got older kids, not babies. They work really well. I keep them in my car. They sell a mini version that like fits in your center console, Mm. but I haven't been able to find them in stores anywhere. So I just have one that I keep in my little tote in the trunk of my car. Nice. And just swipe things down every once in a while. Yeah, I need to do that. Like my, my like center console gets Mm -hmm. like so dirty. Yeah. You're just touching it all day long. And then I find that my seats like pick up the color of my jeans sometimes. Oh, I was going to ask you. Yeah. Do those wipes like pull that color up off the seat? It seemed to. The seats seem much cleaner than they were when I went in yesterday. So I've used these for a long time and I highly recommend them. And they're inexpensive, like $3.99. You can get them at Target. You can get them on Amazon. Yahoo. Fun. Next week, Pop Culture Club. Are you ready? I'm ready. It's one of my favorite episodes. I'm already excited to talk about some things next week. Even though I haven't even watched my Pop Culture Club assignment, there's a lot I want to say about It's a good time for music and TV, and it's summer. There's so much good stuff. Okay. So come back for that. Have a great week, everybody. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.